everybody and welcome back to Rascal Graphs. My name is Chris and I am joined by the man who earned himself two nicknames this weekend. Uh, Jimmy Smith's number one fan, the Draft King, uh, my good friend, Vincent. How are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, look. Look. The Draft King nickname, it was given to me by some people, right? And they gave me that name. And they were a bit wrong. They were a bit wrong. I'll say that. I got zero predictions correct on Sunday. I don't know how this can happen. You know, I've I've really studied the whole DraftKings thing ever since it started. You know, the free pools kept going up. I was like, look, I'll make sure I get every single one correct. You know, I know exactly what the WWE is going to do. I can read Vince's mind. There's no reason why I shouldn't. You know, I know more than them at the end of the day. I even know more than Dave Meltzer. So me getting zero correct, it really was a big letdown, you know. So uh, you. I apologize to all my fans, especially in the J.B. Smith community. Um, you know, that's not me, man. That's not me. I'm going to relinquish the DraftKings name, right? And I'm just going to be the best Jimmy Smith fan I can be. From that one. That's uh, that's heartwarming, truly heartwarming. Uh, for those of you keeping score at home, this is three months in a row that he has had a rough go at it with DraftKings. No well, fuck DraftKings, right? Say the truth, man. I'm gonna do DraftKings next time. I'm gonna have you tell me who you think is gonna win. I'm just gonna do the exact opposite, and I'll get the ten grand. Your share of ten thousand. Yeah, same idea. Yeah, okay. But, I don't even know how much money that would be. I mean, it's something. The bottom line is, uh, he had a horrible Sunday night watching Hell on the Cell, winning zero. Yeah, money. It was crazy. Yeah, uh, only on the main event too. I mean, really. Uh, personally, I did not watch Hell on the Cell live. I watched it over the course of two days because, God, that mid card was just the worst. I mean, look, I mean, I had nothing better to do on Sunday. I say, hey, I'm going to turn on some Hell in a Cell. I'm going to take a look, see what they're doing. So, on paper, the only two interesting matches on this card are the triple threat and the main event. And I knew that. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. I got a text Sunday from him going, you want to review Hell in a Cell? And I was like, um, I don't know. Do you want to do that? He said, yes. Yeah. So I was like, all right. Fine. Here we go again. I mean, I think every Hell in a Cell match was a party because uh, Jimmy Smith was there. Uh, that was that really that really hurt every Hell in a Cell match, in my opinion. Um, Ever closed your eyes and listened to Jimmy Smith talk? Um, ha- have you? Yeah. What? Well, explain that. What's that like? It sounded like Chris Jericho, but anyway, <laughs> it was a good time. I mean, look, I. To me, the Raw commentary team has the personality of three rolls of dry sand or wet sand. I mean, you can have wet sand, dry sand. You have Corey Graves, he's doing his best over there, but you know, you get tired of him after a while, especially because you thought he'd be in the ring by now wrestling. Um, well, not only when I think the beach is fucking annoying when you get the sand in your toes. Yeah, and that that's that's Jimmy Smith right over there in the, in the middle chair. And then you got Byron Saxton. He he's not bad, but there's people who do better. No, um, I love Byron Saxton. He's a fun guy. I'm talking about the mushroom. Byron Saxton's cool and all, but like he's not the best, you know. It was not helped by the fact that there was absolutely no Pat McAfee on the show. Well, he can't be the best if Jimmy Smith is is the best. Uh, you know, Pat uh, Jimmy Smith. I don't think he was ever the best. And he is the best. Number one. Once this goes live, we're going to run a poll. Who's your least favorite commentary team? Then we... I want to see the answer. I don't know, man. The Italian commentary team might be the worst. Well, we're not talking about them. We're talking about English commentary teams from... Oh, English. Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Maybe to be fair, I've never listened to an Italian commentary team. I just assumed that they're just the worst. I can tell. I don't know, man. They're probably really good, honestly. 
They might, they might be the best team, the, the most excitement. I don't even know if they had an Italian commentary team. They may not have had one. They may have had Spanish, Japanese, they Indian. They haven't done that thing where they show the foreign commentary teams in like years. I, miss that. I don't think they're, they're there anymore. I think it's, it's a gone thing. That's I think that was only for the WWE Network. And you can switch between languages. That's unfortunate, too, because those guys seem very happy to be there. Funaki. He seemed very excited to be there, yeah. Then you got Jimmy Smith over there. He's like, hi, I'm Jimmy Smith. Oh, my God. Look at Calling that about your... Uh, can you give me your social security number, please? Uh, what is your social security number? Once he tires you out, he knows you're not really paying attention anymore. What is your social <laughs> security number? Uh, yeah, here you go, Jimmy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What about that credit card number? Can hey, you give me a Google Play card real quick? Anyway. I usually go to the store, give me a Google Play card, come back, call me. And then like, you get to the main event, and he's like, cool, thank you so much. Anyways, oh my god, what a boot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, this was basically a long episode of Raw, but it felt kind of special because of some kind of matches on there. and. It really showed because this was allowed at the call bookend show. When you're I mean, the they first. really hooked me though. They they hooked you with the Cody truck from Money in the Bank. They it was so good to you that they hooked you for the wrong show. Yeah, it's true, man. I mean, I don't think I don't think, I don't I don't even think Cody's gonna be at Money in the Bank. He teased it on Raw, but we're recording this after Raw, so that's why it's going up a little bit later. But no, um, I don't I don't watch Raw. Neither did I. I just saw things on Twitter. Apparently, he said ET's being a money in the bank, which is insane to me, considering how his arm and his chest looks. This guy might be a... I don't know, man. I have no idea. He might be superhuman. Cody Rhodes is willing to die for the sport, man. I guess so. I mean, all those times he's bled out in the ring, I mean, I shouldn't be shocked. I should not. This dude, Cody, can get, like, stabbed two minutes for the match and be like, oh, man. The show must go on. I feel like this sometimes. My father yeah. said, hard times do you breed better men. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, he might be even better than John Cena, man. Because John Cena would recover in like a couple months. Come back. Remember that John Cena? Cody's like not even fucking waiting. He's like, I'm going to wrestle however many times you want me to. Speaking of wrestlers, he got stabbed. Remember that John Cena fever? He got stabbed in a nightclub and that was a storyline thing. Oh, yeah. It did happen. Instead of going to the cops, he's like, I want a wrestling match with you. Speaking of John Cena, you ever hear his rap album? No, you know, we reviewed it. It was pretty fun. That was a good time. Yeah, please go check it out. It was a very good one. I think it's one for the ages. I also do. Um, Anyways, let's get to the show here. That's like I was saying, this is really a bookend show, so I like to call it where you have the first match is really good, the last match is really good. Then you have all the stuff in between that you don't really care about. Okay, um, so it takes it took us a long time to get to the actual show, didn't it? It, it did. That's mainly because besides the first and last match, there isn't a lot to talk about here. That is true. We didn't we didn't even talk about like the main thing everyone wants to hear about. So everyone already clicked off. But it is we did stay. Thank you. I do appreciate. It. Yeah. Very cool of you. Way to show that Rask Grappling spirit. Appreciate it. Anyways. Uh, see the first match. Belair, Lynch, and Asuka. Fantastic. Right. Beautiful. Chef's kiss. Great. It was a great match. I have no complaints here. Um, I didn't know the storyline going into this. I, I'm sure it was fine at best. Because that's usually to find storylines. And then they have really good matches. It's just what they do. Um, yeah, I mean, this match killed it, man. I think it was the best match on the show. I mean, maybe you can say that for Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes, but non Hell in a Cell match, it's the best match on the show. It's usually a toss-up there. I, I think it was really good. I appreciate the match. Yeah. That was fantastic. It, it was good. The near falls are great. The uh, Everybody played their part super well. I wanted Oscar to win, but I always want Oscar to win. And then Bianca Belair retained, and I was cool with that, too. As long as it wasn't Becky Lynch winning, it was okay. Yeah, I did. One spot I did appreciate was Asuka doing the double ankle lock. That was pretty cool. That was dope. I think Asuka, she needs more respect. 
She really does. She got the uh, title right during the pandemic era, but I think she deserves a little bit better than that. Um, honestly, so um, yeah, you know, like I said, anyone but Becky Lynch. I'm not really a Becky Lynch fan right now. Yeah, well, Bianca Belair won this one overall, retaining the title. Don't know where she's going next, but uh, we'll see. No idea. I mean, the axed Sasha Banks and Naomi, so. Well, not axed. They're just, they axed themselves, technically, and then. Whatever. Okay, okay whatever. Yeah, they're, they're out of here. They're not here anymore. Non factor. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so next. Who knows have... who she fights? Yeah. Uh, so we get a backstage segment. MVP is backstage with Omas. And then Cedric Alexander shows up. He's like, Hey man, I got a great plan to be Bobby Lashley. And MVP goes, Man, where have you been, man? The hurt business has been a thing for like a year. What's wrong with you? Go away. <laughs> yeah. Well, Honestly, I'm... man. I love MVP. I mean, to be honest with you, Cedric might have been right here. I mean, the hurt business is like an on off thing sometimes. I don't even know if it's still a thing. I mean, I get what he, yeah, I get what he may have been thinking, but I mean, I don't know, man. Where has he been? I haven't seen him in a long time. Shelton measuring is the real question. I think he's injured, actually. Well, now we know. Yeah. But anyways. anyway, I love Cedric Alexander. I wanted to have a part in something, so this is cool. Yeah, I'm happy he's doing something. It seems he's doing something. Uh, I just like to see him do something of substance would be nice. I really just wish the Hurt Business was back together. It was so good. The Hurt Business should have never broken up the way it did. That was ridiculous. They broke up. They got back together. They broke up again. Like, come on, stay together so that we can have a good thing for once in pro wrestling. Imagine if they were built well, man. They got in the Hurt Business versus the Bloodline. And that's a crime that we didn't get that. I'm just throwing it out there. That would have been a good few. The promos between Heyman and uh, MVP alone, that's really more than you can ask for. It would be fire. Those would be fire. I mean, speaking of fire, though. Yeah, I mean, this match was on the floor. No, the dish track, bro. The motherfucker. I wrote the that, fucking dish I wrote that note down after the beginning of the match. You suck at transition. I forget. I watched this yesterday, man. I, I was sitting there. I was getting tired because I was listening to Jimmy Smith talk for like an hour. And I was like, look, man, this is, you got you to gotta find somebody else. This ain't working. <laughs> I, I did hear the, the dish track. It threw me off for a second. You know, I was like, is this an actual song? No, it's an MVP dish track called The Fall Mighty. And where he sings about, uh, or this is uh, raps. He raps. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. And they played that over a video package recapping this feud, and I appreciated that. It was cool. It was a nice little video. I thought it was dope. You don't see it very often. It was creative, something that WWE does not have, even though they say they have it. They don't have it. And uh, yeah, that's dope. Do you know if it's on Spotify? It might be on Spotify. I don't know. He, he also has another song that he released, another rap song. It's absolute trash. Don't listen to it. So garbage. Yeah, with them all. Yeah, he rhymed the same words over and over again. And called it a song. Well, we're not going to review that one anytime soon, as far as yeah. I know. I mean, he might come up with an album eventually, so we might be able to review that. I mean, you, you can have an album, call it Ronin, if he wants to. He used to be a thing. Yeah, I'm going to ball in the album. Special edition. I pray he calls it. I'm coming after a theme song. I do appreciate that. <laughs> that would be good. He's coming uh, up next, of course. Yeah, in the match with Lashley and taking on Omas and himself. It's also yeah. up next. Gotta go do some real quick. Just stall for a second. All right, so this match, it was cool. Two big dudes fighting each other, but it was a handicap match, so Bobby Lashley was struggling at first. He got put through a barricade. That was fucking, you know, that happens in every match, of course, where someone goes through a barricade because some big dude trucks them. And eventually, he overcame everything, is what happened. Because he's fucking Bobby Lashley, the anime protagonist. Well, you know, and, uh, the supporting side character, Cedric Alexander, also got involved. 
Oh yeah, since you guys Andrew was there too, he was like, I'm gonna help you. He got fucked up. Yeah, by Omas. Because of course he did. But, um, yeah, Bobby Lashley actually takes down Omas and gets MVP in the hard lock wins. And after the match, there's a spot where he takes the fans saying we title and is celebrating with it for like five This seconds. is my championship. Dude, I'm not even joking with you. I don't know what happened in my house on Sunday, bro. I guess I was watching Peacock before I forgot to turn it off or something because Yankees were on, on Peacock. My sister turns on Peacock or turns on the setting to go to, you know, all the apps on the TV. And Peacock is on. And I see three seconds of this show. Three seconds I saw was Bobby Lashley celebrating with his title. I was so <laughs> I said, what in the hell is happening on this show? God damn, that's a good time to show up. It was probably the worst. I showed up, I'm like, yeah, what the hell? How many won the... <laughs> How did he beat Roman Reigns simultaneously along with Omos and MVP? Roman Reigns isn't even here. <laughs> Was it in the handicap match and MVP? That'd be so Bobby Lashley, though. That would be so good. I had to figure out what kind of ridiculous booking happened here. Meanwhile, it's just a random spot where you take the bell from a fan for like five seconds and you're convinced he's not giving it back. I don't he know does. if it's ridiculous, man. I mean, I don't know. I feel like WWE don't do that shit. So I think it would be fun. I, for WWE, it's not ridiculous. It's like normal. They do psychotic things on a daily basis. But, um, you know, that that's up there. That's what that would be. But, uh, yeah. Anyways, that match happened. Lashley won, did that. Gave the belt back to the fan. That's really all there is for this whole thing. At least for now. Moving on, we're going to get to Owens versus Ezekiel. Uh, it was a comedy feud, obviously. Yeah, stall for time here, real quick. Uh, yeah, I think Ezekiel, man. He's my favorite. I mean, it's it's fine. The joke got a little quick for me. Yeah, I think if he get a little old, honestly, I don't know where he goes from here. I think he's like, he's kind of just basic right now. He's a basic career this- superstar. Yeah, this match, this match really wasn't anything interesting. Uh, so basically, the feud in a nutshell, just nothing really too crazy. Owens just wants to prove this is Elias, not Ezekiel. So the whole time he's going, "This is Elias. He is Elias." So really, his whole plan is that he's going to beat up Ezekiel until he admits to being Elias. Didn't happen though. Well, actually, the next night on Raw, what happened is. Because I know something happened. I just, yeah, I let's do a review of Raw because of something else that happened. I need Which to understand one? what's happened. No uh, wrestle talk. No wrestle talk. Yeah. Um. So what happened was Ezekiel asked for a rematch against Kevin Owens, and Owens says, "I'll give you a rematch if you admit to being Elias." Ezekiel says, "I am a no, fine, I am Elias." And then Owens says, "Fine, you got your match." And Ezekiel says. I lied. I'm not, I'm not Elias. I'm Ezekiel. What the fuck? I, this is very crazy. Yeah, nah, this is going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it started off well. It started off decent. But I mean, where do you really go from uh, the whole Elias' younger brother situation? Or older brother? I mean, is he younger or older? I have no idea. This is the younger brother because he doesn't have a oh, beard. Younger. Okay, no beard. Got it. Speaking of things that went and got weird booking the night after. The Judgment Day versus Styles, Balor, and Liv Morgan. Um, yeah, I mean, the Liv Club did not win. I do want to talk about I hate the fact that they call it the Judgment Day. It does not roll off the tongue as well as Judgment Day. What do you mean, the Judgment Day? How many Judgment Days are out there? You gotta, you gotta clarify, this is the Judgment Day. This is the one. I mean, there's probably a couple bands out there called Judgment Day. I, I know there's a pay-per-view that they used to have called Judgment Day. Well, like, that's not a thing. It hasn't been a thing for, like, ten years. They just want to make room for it one time when uh, the Judgment Day 
they might bring it back for the judgment day to compete on. Maybe. Maybe the match was fine overall. Maybe like a match there. It's called like the Judgment Day match. That's not, uh, you know, that's a match. That's what that is. It can be like a steel cage or something. Crazy. Double steel cage, but it's like really tall. So it's stacked on top of each other. I think they should have a match. And like there's like a roof, right? And then there's a door inside the roof. So like when you climb up, you're also in a steel cage, but the floor is also a steel cage. So now you're up there onto this is the second steel cage, and then the people are fighting below you. And then, like, they crawl up as well because there's a ladder in the way. You know, something like that. I think they should have a match called, um, it's going to sound out there. And I know not a lot of people might agree with this, but this is a creative idea I came up with all on my own. I think they should have a match called an Anarchy and Arena match. You ever hear of that? I think I heard of that one time. One time, yeah. You know, no one really knows the rules to it. But it's just um, just what it sounds like energy in the arena. I think it could be fun. I mean, WWE would do, steal an idea like that, but yeah. they're not beyond that. They see it work once on some other promotion. They're like, we're going to do that ourselves, and then it's going to be way better. Let's look back at the, you know, the final deletion or whatever. And that was going on. Yeah, and then they replicated with the, the Wyatt family. Called violence in the venue or something. I don't know. If I was in the venue, it would work, yeah. This match, it wasn't anything crazy. It was just fine. I don't remember it being too crazy, unless you have any different memory of it. Um, no, it was cool. It was cool. It's not I'm more interested you know, in the Raw thing, where Edge got kicked out of his own group thing. Yeah, so here's what happened there. From my understanding of this is, so they're on Raw. They're promising a new member. And the new member is Finn Balor. And it makes sense. You get Finn Balor joined because you know what? He lost so much. He started losing. He wants to join Judgment Day to make a difference there in his career. And, and you would think under the tutelage of Edge, obviously. But what happens is um, they decide, you know what? There's a problem with this group. And that's Edge. Even though this group's been a group for two months, they have a perfect win record. And there hasn't been any dissension whatsoever in this team in that time period. So they decide to jump edge and Finn Balor is not the leader for some reason that I cannot explain to you. That's kind of weird, man. I think it's the Bullet Club now. Is that what's going on? Um, I don't know. Uh, the idea that I heard when listening to the Wrestle Talk podcast is um, that because Cody got injured, they needed a top baby face and they picked Edge. Okay. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I could see it's them. So strange. Yeah, this dude changed, cut his hair. Got that haircut, man. Get a new theme song, new character, new everything. He wore a suit. This makes no sense whatsoever, man. This was a group for like two months. Finn Balor shows up, and I'm assuming he just casually came up to them during the pay-per-view, unless there was some interaction before. And went, you know, that Edge guy, he's pretty old. I don't know if you want to take orders from him. And the group went, you know what, I mean, you're right. Finn Balor has a good track record of being a heel, so I think it's okay. I don't understand, though, because Judgment Day up until this point has had a stellar win, win record. You know, they haven't lost a match since. And yeah, Finn Balor, who has lost every match he's been in for like a year. So the worst what, leader. Yep. What exactly qualifies him? More than Edge is what I'd like to know. I have no idea, but guess what? It's a new Finn Balor. I mean, Finn Balor is boring as fuck anyway. You could just do that, though, with him in Judgment Day. He doesn't have to be a leader. You could tease him taking over the group over time. Whatever, man. Just happened, okay? So now you gotta deal with it. That's definitely booking. That's definitely creative's tagline. We did it. Just deal with it, okay? Yeah, bro. Yeah, man, we can't do anything about it. That is what it is, man. I don't know what you want from us. Uh, I like how people are like, Edge to AEW. I mean, some people are doing it as a joke. Some people are really serious about that. That's not happening. So That's how it goes, man. Some people are joking. Some people are like, yeah, it's fucking, that's what's going to happen, man. 
he's, he's really think we're getting Edge to AW to team with Christian to get one more Hardy versus Edge and Christian match. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not happening. I mean, there's some stuff about it. There, there is some stuff about it. Um, and there's also some stuff about the Earth being flat. That doesn't really mean it's accurate, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, but I heard from AJ Styles, though. That there's some stuff about it. Yeah, that there's some stuff about it, so you don't know. I also heard from him that there's some stuff about it. Uh, Could be. I don't know what, I'd like to know what that stuff is, personally. Yeah, true. Uh, anyways. What there's also some stuff about is... I feel like AJ Styles is not the smartest guy. He's not. He's a fantastic wrestler, though. So I let him go. I let him slide yeah. Yeah. He, can say the, he can say the dumbest things he wants. He's a great wrestler. Just have a good match. I'll forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, so next up we get the Bobby Lashley, Sergio Alexander segment in the back. Bobby's like, hey, man, why did you get involved in my match? Even though I really didn't do anything. And he said, that wasn't for you, man. That's for me. I'm trying to get him back in my own two feet, okay? And Bobby Lashley, he's like slightly supportive, half-threatening. What, your legs are broken or something? I know. He just goes, he pats him on the back. He goes, man, good for you, man. You never get involved with one of my matches again, though. That's cool and all, but do not stick your head in my business. I will kill you if I have to. That is a promise. <laughs> he won the match. He didn't really be pissed at it. If he lost, he would be dead. Like if Cedric showed up, hit Omos with a steel chair and cost him the match, I can see why he'd be upset like, completely. But, yeah. <laughs> It's fine for now, as long as you don't cost him the match. Don't do it again, is the bottom line. Yeah, do not try it again, because that's just gambling at that point. And if you learn anything from DraftKings, <laughs> it hardly goes well after the first time. Hardly. Anyways, next up is Mad Cat Moss and Barry Corbin. I mean, the, the feud seemed kind of slightly interesting. Um, not really. Like, like really slightly interesting. And slightly. Just, just because just of that slight. one. Just because of that one part where um, Corbin tried to break uh, Mad Cat Moss's neck with the Andre the Giant trophy. Um, that's true. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Uh, besides that, though, these two. It's men, a giant he's throwing at him. Yeah, very a giant, giant statue. But besides that, giants. These two dudes managed to have one of the most boring no holds bars matches I've seen in my entire life. It was a chairs match. These dudes resurrected the chairs match. The crowd's like, we want tables. And Madcap's like, like, here's a stairs. He said, we want tables. Madcap said, I, I'm sorry, that's not going to happen. I'm going to kick his ass, though. And the crowd said, all right, I guess. It was not good. I would rather not have sit through it for as long as possible, but. It is what it is. This is like 15 minutes long for no reason. Um, I mean, it really was. I have no idea why. I was not interested in Mad Cat Moss after the match, before the match, during the match. You know. I respect him for that one bump he took where he like landed on his head in a match with Drew McIntyre and he kept going. I respect him for that. I, he's not my favorite wrestler on the entire planet and I don't <laughs> need to see a He's got a shitty name. He got shitty names for his moves, the punchline or whatever the name is. Yeah. He's not doing he's not I mean look, he say he has a bright future, but I mean with that name, with that name, moveset, I'm not really sure if he does. Those yeah. trunks, that entire he's he's very boring. I hope that now that he's free from happy Corbin, he does his own thing. Maybe it's Please just do something interesting. God damn. It wasn't helped by the fact that the commentary team wasn't McAfee and Cole, it was Cole and Graves. Uh, true, yeah. I mean, I feel like Pat McAfee is the best, but he wasn't going to watch Hell in a Cell. He's a good, he, he's, you know, he's too good to watch Hell in a Cell. He was smart enough to say, you know what, boss, I got a thing on that night. Yeah, I got something to do. But uh, the boys, you know how it is. If it's just like, oh, I love to hang out with the boys sometimes, too. Yeah. I could go in for me, Pat. I'll be there in spirit. Yeah. Uh, 
one one question I do have for our Chicago listeners, if we do have any of those. Uh, Quinn Graves at one point says, people in Chicago have pickles on their hot dogs. Oh, uh, no, that sounds disgusting. You have soggy-ass hot dogs. Confirm down below if that's true, and if it is, why do you choose to do something so horribly uh, criminal you, like no that? question. Do you like sauerkraut? No. Me too, I man. I fucking don't like sauerkraut. I, I look at it, I'm like, what is that? I don't know. And it doesn't smell. And some, I was like, why? It doesn't taste good. It doesn't smell good. What is the appeal of sauerkraut at all, especially on a hot dog? Now, when I ruin my hot dog, they have a little bit of sauerkraut. Not the biggest Why not eat a damn hot dog, put some normal shit on it, like maybe some ketchup, and then keep eating it? I'm not the biggest hot dog guy on the planet, right? I prefer my hot dogs, like, barbecued. Medium rare. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Something, something about you know when you boil hot dogs I don't like that it's just don't boil the hot dog you gotta put it on the grill you gotta put it on the barbie right, so that you get that extra crisp to it otherwise it just just wet and soggy and it's kind of gross yeah. exactly you, know, you can't microwave you can't boil a hot dog I mean you know some people like that juice but I mean you know that's weird don't, don't drink the yeah. dark water this is really strange um but yeah I, I, I mean like... who am I to kink shame you know, I, that's a weird one to have. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, I mean, call me basic. I like a hot dog with mustard and ketchup, and that's all. I don't even like mustard, I'll be honest. I don't like mustard. I like ketchup. I'm more of a ketchup person, really. I think mustard has a bit of a punch to it, which I appreciate. It's got a punch sometimes, I'll say. I mean, I don't like it on money thing, many things. I'd rather have, like, if I have pretzel, like, you know, like how people, well, I know how people, like, dip the pencil in mustard, but I'd rather have, like, cheese on the side, if anything. Yeah, preferentially cheese. Uh, the hot cheese is the best. Maybe yeah. some other dips. Yeah, Maybe but... some other stuff. Yeah, no, but no. otherwise, not, not really a mustard person. Right. Well, some mayonnaise, too, but, I mean, I can survive mayonnaise on most like... stuff. Like, I mean, if I... it's on a burger, I'll take the mayonnaise. It's okay. But, you know, I think mayonnaise. A sandwich, is maybe sometimes it works on a sandwich of some kind. Yeah, I only have it on sandwiches. I think that's, I think, I think that's fine. I find it weird when you mix it with ketchup and a burger, and that's kind of weird to me. It is weird. I think it tastes fine though. It's, it's okay. I'll survive. It's not like mustard words, you know. You get punched in the face. Let's let's like out of track here. Don't put pickles on your hot dogs. Another, okay, so is it weird to dip fries in range? I think that's it's normal. I don't think I like it. Yeah, it, it's a dip that comes with your your food. This way it is. I usually like dipping my fries in range. I mean, depending on whether or not the fry is tasty on its own. You know, if the fry is not like super tasty on its own, then like, give me some range because it'll make it a little more fun. Other than that, like yeah. I don't get as people who order like a, a milkshake that's just to dip their fries in. You know. I mean, you dip a fry in frosty. I mean, that's pretty fun. Okay. But I find that kind of weird because, like, that just feels like overkill, you know? Um, just to dip your fry in, though? Like, why would you get a milkshake just to dip it in? But it's not like its only purpose, but, like, that's one of the main reasons you got it, you know? I, mean, I think it's okay. I'm not going to shame anyone for that. I think uh, it may make sense to me. I, I think it's a little weird. I will shame somebody for that if I have to. No, it's okay. Yeah, you can sit there and support in the background. I will I'll shame publicly for that. Yeah. Anyway. People that dip their fry not beef fries. People that dip their pizza in ranch, I don't understand them. That is wrong. That is wrong. I don't care what anyone tells you. I don't care about that one ad that's like, man, just just have some of it. What do you got to lose? That that's wrong. You have a lot to lose. Don't do I like that. I like dipping buffalo chicken in ranch instead of blue cheese. Blue cheese sauce. It's it's all right. It's it's fine. Sushi's got a weird taste. I don't like it. It's not very muddy. Yeah. At least that's what I gather. I never actually had blue cheese, but I gather it's not very muddy. Yeah, it's very weird. Wait, so do you just dip your chicken in ranch or not? Like, like I'm talking buffalo chicken and normal chicken, I guess. I, I never really had buffalo chicken. You don't you never had buffalo chicken? Like, buffalo sauce no, and never, chicken? Never got it from a place that does that. I mean, they're everywhere. You can get them from, you know, 
Domino's from uh, Applebee's. They have it. I think Chili's might have some. Probably. They're pretty much. You can just get buffalo chicken from anywhere. Pretty much. I think I bet Fridays has some too. I'm sure they do. That sounds bad. And right. Buffalo Wild Wings is the place for it. <laughs> I mean, it'd be weird if they didn't have it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be very strange. It's like walking to an Italian restaurant that doesn't have pasta and sauce, bro. That's I can't like walk into an Italian restaurant, bro. Oh, anyways. <laughs> uh, no elaboration, you just gonna move forward. Darren yeah. uh, goes up against Ali, defending the United States title. I, I was not here for this match. What happened during this match? Yeah, thank you. That's exactly why I was not here for this match. It was kind of... It was very. It was. How does he get the was, selfie on the Tron after he takes? I assume what he does is he sends it. To he sends it. He texts a message to Vince McMahon. He's like, "Here's my <laughs> selfie, bro. Put it on the screen." Uh, that's that's. Uh, I love that. That's fantastic. That's a good one. It's a little blurry, but it's fine. I'll put it up anyway. Yeah, man. Uh, that, that's a good one, Austin. That's a good one. Get it up there now. Get it. It's going to take me a minute. Why is his eyes looking? It's popping out of his head. Why is his mouth not even seeable? doesn't matter, okay? It's a selfie. That's what the kids like these days. Is someone flipping him off in the background? We'll take that risk. Look at Austin in that picture. Why is that guy have his cock out? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We'll get security later. We can't do anything about it now. (laughs) But he's right there. Look at him. He's in the John Cena shirt right there. Man, it's way too happy to be here. Come on. Yeah. He's going to find a different other picture. You got caught in 4 with the, the security guys taking the guy away. You got caught in 4K, buddy. Wait, what? Austin looks at the Titan try and is like, what? Oh, oh my god. Yeah. A-Town down, Chris. That's it. It's everywhere now. I mean. I mean, before it wasn't everywhere. Now it's everywhere. I don't think A-Town down means that. I don't know. That's not what it means. I'm not saying that's what I, I moved on from that. Now I'm talking about eight down down. I can tell you're we're still on that. All of a sudden, I see eight down down. No, no, no. We're not talking about that anymore. No dicks in eight down down. They all relate to each other. Okay. That's your, that's not that's your way. That's the phrase you use to describe that situation when you're you take yourself and you see you do what you just went all. No, eight down down was the transition. You just didn't feel like it. Anyway. Oh. It's not eight down down. Let's talk about it. Okay? Let's talk about it. It's a cool finishing move, I think. No, it's in his theme song. It's in the commentator's mouths. It's everywhere. It's, also it's in his mouth. Move. It's probably even his wallpaper, I'll be honest. On his phone. Yeah, but it's also his finishing move, so. I guess, yeah. I mean, that's what he says. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. Okay? I thought you were giving me a definition before. Apparently, you weren't. Uh, me, personally, I think Scissor Me daddy is, is better, but I hate it. It's not even the right phrase, man. It's quote unquote sister me daddy ass. Daddy ass. What are you look, man? Daddy oh, daddy ass. They're the same thing. They're not, though. You ever seen an ass before? It's like an O. That one of those is just, you know, direct, uh, not direct. It's a general thing. The other one is. You have a hole in your ass. And the asking O really gun. is the hole. Yeah. Duh. One of those things, specifically asking Billy Gunn to do the finger thing with you, and that's, you know. Do the finger thing. I don't have anybody. There's no visual aid on this show. I mean, I just hope people know what that means. That's all. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Theory wins. It's a fine match. This is like a raw match at best, I would say. Uh, I mean, this is a raw match. This is the match I would see on Raw. Speaking of which, there's seven matches on this show. So I get this out there quickly. Six of those matches were raw matches, and the only SmackDown match was Moss and Corbin. That's the only food they have going on in SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, I feel like they have no storylines anywhere. They're actually good. I mean, the only storylines they had going on that were good were, like, Roman Reigns. And that's about it. Like, whatever he was doing was the only good storyline. Well, he's, he's gone for two months, and that's, that's unfortunate. He was supposed to be at Money in the Bank, but then they didn't sell yeah. a lot of tickets, and then he said, I'm out of here. Take me off the poster. And so, so humiliating. I'm not performing in front of a small, tiny crowd, okay? 
I'm not performing if there's no one in the chief seats, man. It's not gonna happen. I'm not performing if there's no one there, Vince. But there is people there. It's like it's like thousands of people. No one's there, Vince. I'll count them, Roman. Don't leave. I'll count them. One, two. Are you walking out of my office and putting your belts down on the table? The fuck? Not again. I knew they would do it to me, but not you, Roman. <laughs> You're better than this. Roman, I'll suck your dick. I will suck it. Oh, no. You left. You didn't hear any of that, Nick. You heard none of it. <laughs> Wait, I was actually thinking about it, man. SmackDown actually has Gunther versus Ricochet going on right now. We could have gotten that match instead of Moss and Corbin. I just want to throw that out there. If it's, it happens, it's going to be a WWE match. So those probably just get swatted out of the sky and murdered, right? Still, man, I want to see Walter wrestle. I haven't seen him wrestle in a while. It's like a fucking fly splutter. Boom, right in his chest. Imagine that spot, though. Ricochet jumping right into a, a Walter chop, man. That sounds crazy. Probably is crazy. Probably already happened to. No, the match is on Friday for your Gundam Championship. I'm saying, probably already happened on the Indies. I don't know. The mayor? Anyways. No, maybe not. No, maybe not. See, the main event of this show. Um, by the way, this is main. Most of the reason I'm so down on the show is because I listen to Jimmy Smith talk for like two and a half hours. I'm telling you, man, you just don't get the full experience. I got enough of the Jimothy Smith experience. You don't pay for Jimmy Smith premium, okay? Uh, Jimmy Smith is as a commentary, respectfully. You don't pay for Jimmy Smith premium, so you don't get to talk. He's like a less good version of Michael Cole. No. He's like Walmart Michael Cole. I'm just throwing That's it out. That's insulting. That is insulting. It's a fact. That is insulting as fuck. Look, man, all the Rash Grapplers on that poll, man. Explain to me who your least favorite commentator is in the sport. We're throwing it up on Twitter after this. I think Michael Cole's my least favorite. I, I can't do anything right, man. If it wasn't for the Pat McAfee thing and some other things in the past, I would say that he was my least favorite, but because of some things that happened in the Pat McAfee thing, I cannot say that. You know who my favorite is? My favorite... Oh, I mean, I don't know who your favorite is now. Jimmy Smith. Okay. Well, that's incorrect. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Pat McAfee's right there. Pat McAfee's not the best commentator right now. No, He's a goddamn color guy, bro. No, my favorite wasn't Mar Ronaldo, and they bullied that poor man out of the company. Mar Ronaldo is also my favorite. He's fantastic. I miss Maro. He's my favorite commentator of this generation. I, I don't care about Excalibur. You know, he's cool and all, but Mar Ronaldo. Every single time. You, you get hyped for more when I look on the match. I would pay top dollar for a commentary team of Pat McAfee, uh, Mauro Ronaldo, and go whoever the hell else you want on there if you have to throw somebody else on there. But just get those two guys on the same commentary team, man. I'd pay top dollar. I mean, honestly, you do. I mean, Nigel McGinnis would work well, too. I, Nigel's cool, yeah. I, I'd be fine with him. I, uh, yeah, that's that's my ideal commentary team right there. So Jimmy Smith, Corey Graves, and Byron Saxon aren't doing it for me. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I do see that. Even if uh, I sign up for Jimmy Smith Premium, it's just not going to be the same. I mean, you, you never heard about Jimmy Smith Deluxe either. <laughs> yeah, this dude, the Jimmy Smith <laughs> non-existent patron. <laughs> <laughs> I might just a random dude named Jimmy Smith. I'm the right one. I mean, probably. There's a lot of dudes named Jimmy Smith. He's on there. He's like, for it's probably like the most common name in all of America. It's One of, I mean, if John Smith wasn't the most common name, Jimmy Smith is definitely up there. Jimmy Smith. I'm saying it since day one, man. This is the most fake sounding name I've heard in my entire life. I've never. It's definitely an like alias. For, you know, after you commit a crime, you're like, I'm Jimmy Smith now, forever. This is like, if you went to witness protection with that name, you would get found and killed almost instantly. I'm just throwing it out there. Cute. You may get killed because someone thinks you're someone else, Jimmy Smith, but you're actually not the right Jimmy Smith. Somebody pulls up a list of names in the town. They see a Jimmy Smith on there. That's the first person they're going after. I'm just throwing it out there. True. No one's saying that. You can't convince me they actually are. Anyways, 
to the main event. Cody and Seth, this match, I'm surprised it was allowed to happen. I mean, honestly, man, it really did surprise me, man. I was, when I was looking at the screen, it was like, it was going well. It was like, okay, this is cool. I know he's injured, though, so I don't know how it's going to be. I mean, he takes off the jacket, and it's all purple underneath, because he's got the bruising going on. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> That's kind of gross to look at, I'll be honest. This dude's whole right pack and going down his arm is purple, man. Who the hell are these doctors that are clearing this man to wrestle, man? I have no fucking idea, bro. But, um... I, I'll just say this. It wasn't smart, I don't think. I don't think it was a smart decision. I respect Cody so much for doing this, because he didn't have to. For no sure, I mean... For this if he honestly, I would rather him not have done this. But, uh... But you know what, we, he did pull up a good match as well with the injury, and he did work it into the story of the match, so you know what, it was a good time. I respect Cody for sure. Um, just dumb decision overall from everyone involved, and that's really it. I hope I got Cody. Just go get the surgery and get better, please. Yeah, just don't go to Money in the Bank and fall off a ladder or whatever. Look, man, I see one thing I will say about this is every move that Cody took in this match felt so much more impactful and hard to watch. He barely moved his arm. Yeah. He barely moved himself. Half his body. When Seth Rollins hit Cody with the power, the buckle went through the table, I cringed so hard because I did not think he'd be fine taking that bump. I was cringing, yeah, probably every move he took, to be honest. And the Especially kendo. the ones where he would do the kendo stick and jam it into the peck. Right. I, that was definitely disgusting to watch. At some point, you can see the referee just looking at him like, Cody, for the love of God, just call it. Just please, I'll end the Cody, just tap the fuck out. This is horrible. I, I knew it was bad. I didn't know it was this bad. Please, just go put your shirt back on and go get the surgery man out. This is just put your jacket back on, bro. <laughs> you, you, they said in commentary, but you, you can really hear how the crowd goes from Cheering for Cody, they just dead silent when Cody takes his jacket off. Yeah, I mean, maybe they thought, "Hey, it's a good story to tell." I mean, this is not something WWE would do in these times, you know. This, I said it before. I'll say it again. This man Cody is willing to die for the sport. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess so, man. I guess so. Guess you will die in the ring if he asks you. The injury didn't even happen in the ring. The injury happened when he was working out. Yeah, they said in commentary, I don't know how much of the beginning part's true. I know the end part's definitely true. That he partially yeah. tore it on the Monday before. And then when he was working out, he tore it like completely off the bone. I mean, if you partially tore it, like, did you know that you partially tore it and then you still worked out? I think what happened was the doctors were like, you know, you can still wrestle with this. Obviously, you're going to get help after the match, but you're fine with this, okay? And then he, he doesn't work out because he doesn't know how bad it is, maybe. And he probably didn't take it easy on the pack or whatever. I was doing chest same max now, this side or whatever. And then probably just, you know, let go. So. Land that theorize. Unfortunate. But he should take sick. But he should take as many time, as much time as possible, as much as time as it takes to heal off, because that's probably the smartest decision. And not wrestle and push yourself when you literally do not have to. You're not. You don't need to do that. With that said, this was a very good match. I did enjoy. Yeah, it. I'll say this match was very good. I think it, you know one of my favorite matches. I mean, there's two good matches on tonight's show. So that was good to know. Good to see. The, the overall uh, advice I can give you if you want to watch this show, watch the first match, skip to the main event, and that's all. Well, you need to see, really. I mean, you could probably... I don't know if you could... You could probably interchange both matches for the main event. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm just saying you could. I feel it like most people really are watching the show for Cody. I mean, yeah, he was a cover guy. He did the weird face in the promos, I get it, but... Just, be, just based off the fact that every Monday, apparently, they do a countdown to Cody. I'm going to say that most people are watching for Cody. They do a countdown to Cody? Yeah, they have a little timer in the corner. Like, see that? And he agreed to it? Cody. Yeah. 
Like during matches, they randomly show up. They see that kids an hour and a half till Cody Rhodes shows up. What the fuck, bro? I mean, it's cool if your favorite wrestler is Cody Rhodes. And I would have loved that when my favorite wrestler was Rey Mysterio, so I get it. Apparently, because Cody wasn't around, or he just he opened the show yesterday, did a countdown to find out who's the new member of Judgment Day. Oh my god, they love countdowns. So. <laughs> yeah, they just really want people to stick around. Like, guys, I promise we got something to see. It's not Cody, but it's, it's interesting. And next week is a Beat the Clock Challenge. Wait, what? A countdown to the Beat the Clock Challenge. Let's do a countdown, <laughs> to, the end of, let's do a countdown to the end of Monday Night Raw. Let's do that. <laughs> Got an hour and a half left, guys. It's power there. Come on. I don't even know if I like the Beat the Clock Challenge gimmick. I don't even know if that was like a good gimmick or like a shitty gimmick. It was okay, I guess. It's an interesting concept. It's like beat your opponent as fast as possible. And also be faster than Finley beat his opponent. Yeah, I, that's what I always like when they get like a the time on the board for the first person and the second guy has to go. And, you have to yeah, and they problems. keep looking at it. They keep staring at the time. They're like, wait, oh no. It's not going to end in time. They have like 10 minutes left. I'm like, oh my god, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. This is too hard. Uh, yeah, overall, that was hell in a cell. And, you know, it was what mm. it was. Yeah. I'm giving it a thumbs in the middle because it was two good matches on the seven match card. And that's generous, is what that is. Me too. I'll give it a thumbs in the middle. That sounds about right. Yeah, you don't have to watch it. But if you do, just watch the first match in the, the main event. If it was just the first match in the main event, actually, it'd be a double thumbs up, probably. True, well, so yeah, that'd be a good show. It'd probably be an hour long. Probably, and I'd be fine with that. I could live with that. Maybe yeah, not people in attendance, but hey. Yeah, possibly. Maybe put a commercial in there for like the ambulance or whatever, and it'd be good. But now we're all commercial in there, or it's now our video packages of their WWE superstars. Yeah. yeah. True. But anyway, that's basically it for us. Uh, last time we came out down below of Hell in a Cell. And uh, yeah, go out the way if you like. All right, go follow us wherever you possibly can and ever see our social media platform as well as podcasting platforms. We'll do a five star review on Apple Podcasts as well as subscribe, like, comment, share on YouTube. We'll see you next one. Bye.